Hey everybody, welcome to the Marketing Secrets Podcast. I'm so excited. I'm here on stage right now at the Two Comic Club X event with Mr. Nick Fitzgerald on stage. Now, a year ago, I gave a podcast to him about how to make it rain, and this is section number two. Now, those of you who don't know, in the last 12 months since I did that podcast, he has been making it rain, and he's been changing his life, his family's life, but more importantly, other people's lives as well. It's been really cool, so that's what we're going to cover today during this episode of the podcast. So, the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us, who didn't cheat and take on venture capital, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our products and our services and the things that we believe in out to the world and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Russell Brunson, and welcome to Marketing Secrets. So welcome back, you guys. So I'm here on stage with, with uh, Nick Fitzgerald. So excited. So I made a list of seven things that if I was to sit in a room with him in front of a whole bunch of people, I'd be like, hey, Nick, you're doing awesome. Here's some things to look at that I think will help you a lot in what you're doing. All right. So number one, um, when you – so when, when Nick um, first kind of met uh, – started into this movement that he's trying to create, I don't know when it was. If you created this before or after, when did you create the Star Wars video? This was – so we talked in July. It was September, October. So okay. a few months later. How many of you have seen his Star Wars video? Okay, I'm so glad. We have maybe, for those who are listening, about 10% of the room raised their hand, the other 90% um, who are friends and followers and fans of Nick have never seen the Star Wars video. Okay? His Star Wars video is his origin story, and it is one of the best videos I have ever, by far the best video I've seen him do. It is insanely good. It comes, do you want, do you want to court, like, talk, talk about what happened in the video? It's insanely good. <laughs> So I, I told the story of, I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, so if you didn't know that, now you do. But um, when I was young, my grandma, who lived in the same neighborhood as me, she took me to go see Return of the Jedi in the movie theater. And I was such a Star Wars nerd, even at a young age, that when I was playing at my, the neighbor's house, and you know, it's the 80s, so mom and dad are like, Nick, come home for dinner, right, that kind of thing, I would ignore them. And I would not come home until they called me Luke. <laughs> not, no lie. I would make them call me Luke. I would ignore them. I would not hear them. Had I, I known not. this in high school, I would have teased them relentlessly. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so my grandma took me, and I remember going, and it was so fun because we took the bus, and it was just a fun thing. And we went. I just remember walking in and handing my ticket to the, the ticket person. And then, like, popcorn and the, the, just the smells of everything. And, like, again, this is the 80s, so, like, walking in the movie theater, like, I almost lost a shoe in the, like, sticky soda, right? Like that going on. And I just remember how my feet stuck to the floor and all that stuff. And then just being so excited to see my heroes on the big screen and Darth Vader. And I, I just remember watching it. And um, this is such a silly thing to get emotional about. But, you know, just... I remember the the emperor and Darth Vader dying and all all that stuff and it was just like oh. you know I was just like it was a perfect day <laughs> excuse me oh sorry sound dude um, <laughs> but it was just a perfect day with my grandma who has always been dear to me um, and so the the purpose of that video you know. I'd put it off for a long time. I knew I needed to tell my own story if I'm going to be helping somebody else tell theirs. 
and I put it off for a long time because I, I, working through things, I was afraid that if it sucked, if the story was terrible, if the visuals were crappy, that, that was a reflection on me and my skills. I, you know, I had worked on a bazillion Hallmark Christmas movies. You know how they put out like 17 trillion Christmas movies every year? <laughs> If one of those sucks, which, I, no offense, like, they're not <laughs> riveting television. They all suck, admit it. <laughs> that wasn't a reflection on me. I was just doing the lighting or the camera. Like, I didn't write the story. It wasn't my story. But this was me. And so I put it off for a long time because I knew that if it didn't, if I didn't execute how I envisioned it, that it would reflect poorly on me and it would be like I was a fraud, right? So the purpose of the video had, there were three purposes. One... To, to tell a story and to get people to connect with me on a personal level. As I told that story here, how many of you remembered your feet sticking to the floor of a movie theater? How many of you remember, like, when I'm talking about the smell of popcorn and that sound, you, you felt and heard and sm smelled that, right? And so it was one thing I wanted people to connect with me and to see that I was just like you, right? Um, then I wanted to show that I could make a pretty picture, you know? So I, I had that and I used my family members as the actors and then I went and talked about how, you know, and then I wanted to use it to build credibility. I worked on 13 feature films and two television series and shot news for the NBC affiliate and worked in tons of commercials. So I've, I've learned from master storytellers and now I want to help other people find and tell their story and then I showed clips of stories that I've helped tell throughout the years, right? And so that was, I just remember, I, I specifically, when I finally went, made it live, like I made a list of about 20 people, my Dream 100, I guess you could say, that I said, I just wanted to like send them, like, hey, I made this video, I'd love for you to watch it. And like, you know, Russell's on that list. And so I sent that out and I made it live and then it was just kind of funny, like in a day, it didn't go viral, it was like, I got like 5,000 views in a day, you know, it was like, whoa kind of thing, but um, it was just one of those things that I knew that I needed to tell my story, and if I wanted to have any credibility as a storyteller, not as a videographer, but as a storyteller, being able to help people connect and connect hearts and build relationships with their audience that I needed, I had to knock it out of the park, and so that was my attempt at doing that. And the video is amazing. For the 10% of the room we saw it, it is amazing. Now, my point here for Nick, but also for everyone here, I wrote down is tell your story too much. So only 10% of this room has ever seen that video or ever heard it. How many of you guys have heard my potato story more than a dozen times? Almost the entire room for those who are listening in. Okay? Tell your story to the point where you are so sick and tired of telling the story and hearing it that like you just want to kill yourself and then tell it again and then tell it again and then tell it again. Because it is amazing. That video is amazing. That story is amazing. How many of you guys feel more connected to him after hearing that story right now? Like it's amazing, right? Tell the story too much. And all of us are going to be like, oh, I don't want to hear the story. I don't want to tell the story. I don't want to tell the story again. Like, you should be telling that story over and over and over again. That video should be everywhere. You should be showing it, like, at least once a week. You should be following everyone that you're, like, should be retargeting ads of that video. Like, that video should be, everybody should see. You got 5,000 views. It's amazing. We should get 5,000 views a day, like, consistently telling that story, telling that story. Because you're right. Like, it's beautiful. It's amazing. And people see that. And like, oh, my gosh, I need that for my business. I need to be able to tell my story the way he just told that story. Because that connection, like, is flawless. And I think... My biggest thing for you right now is like telling your story more, telling that thing. You're telling good okay. stories, but that story is like, that's like your linchpin. That's the thing that like, if you can tell that, 
it's going to keep people connected to you for forever, right? right. Anyone who's seen that video, like, you have a, a different level of connection. Like, it's amazing. It's shot beautifully. You see these kids looking at the movies, the lights flashing, and, like, it's, it's beautiful. So telling your story more, that'd be the biggest thing. It's just, like, all the time telling that story over and over and over again. That's number one. All right. Number two. This one's not so much for you as much as for most of everybody else in here. But number two is that energy matters a lot. I'm not talking about like I'm tired during the day. I'm talking about when you are live or you are talking in front of people, your energy matters a lot. I was hanging out with Dana Derricks. Have you guys know Dana, our f- resident goat farmer? By the way, he's asked me anytime I mention his name to please not send him any more goats. He's gotten like two or three goats in the last month from all of our friends and family members here in the community. Please stop sending him goats. He loves them, but he doesn't want any more. Anyway, it was interesting. I was talking to Dana, and Dana said, you know the biggest thing I learned from you? I'm like, no. Like, what? And I thought it was going to be like Dream 100 or all these things like that. No, the biggest thing that Dana learned from me, he told me, was that energy matters a lot. He's like, when I hang out there, you're like, kind of just like, but you get on stage, you're like, bah, right? And I started telling him, I was like, the reason why is um, when I first started this, this career, in fact, I have my brother right now pulling all the video clips from me from like 12 or 13 years ago. And I had a shaved head and I was awkward. I'm like, hi, my name is Russell Brunson. And we're trying to make this montage of like me over 15 years of doing this and how awkward and weird I was and how like it took like eight to 10 years before I was normal. And I started growing hair out and like it's just really, anyway. Um, but like I'm trying to show that whole montage, right? But if you look at it, like I was going through that process and the biggest thing I learned is like if I talk to people like this, when you're on video, you sound like this. The very first info, I, I, I'm kind of like I have an idea and I just do stupid things. So like I saw an infomercial. I'm like, I should do an infomercial. So I hired this company to make an infomercial. And next thing I know, two weeks later, I'm in Florida and there's this host on the show. And he's like the cheesiest cheese ball ever. I'm like so embarrassed. And he's like, that's yeah, so the thing to ask me a question. I'm like, well, um, you know, and I did, did, did. He's like, whoa, whoa, cut, cut, cut. He's like, dude, holy crap, you have no energy. I'm like, no, I feel really good. I have a lot of energy right now. He's like, no, no, no you don't understand. Like, he's like, when you're on TV, he's like, you have to, you have to talk like this to sound normal. He's like, if you talk normal, you sound like you're asleep. And I'm like, I don't know. And so we did this whole infomercial. He's like all over the top and I'm just like trying to go a little bit higher. And it was awkward. And went back and watched it later. And like, he sounded completely normal. I looked like I was dead on the road. It was weird. Okay. Um, Brandon Fisher, I don't know if he's still in the, in the audience, but um, we did, uh, Brandon's back here. So four, year, four years ago when ClickFunnels first came out, we made these videos that when you first signed up, you gave away the free t-shirt. Have you guys ever seen those videos? Okay, I made those videos, and then they lasted for like four years, and then we just reshot them last week because it's like, oh, wow, the demo video where we're showing ClickFunnels does not look like ClickFunnels anymore. It's completely changed in four years. So Todd's like, you have to make a new video. I'm like, I don't want to make a video. <coughs> so finally made the new videos. We recorded them, and we got them up there, and we posted them online. And before we posted them online, I went and watched the old ones. I watched the old ones, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is just four years ago. I was like, I am so depressing. How did anybody watch this video? It was bad, right, Brandon? It was like painfully bad. I'm like, oh my gosh. That was just four years ago. Imagine six years ago, 10. Like it, it was really, really bad. And what I've noticed is like the more energy you have, the more energy everyone else has. And like it seems weird at first, but always stretch more than you feel comfortable. And it seems normal. And then you'll feel better with it and better with it. But what's interesting about humans is that we are attracted to energy, right? I used to hate people talking energy talk because I thought it was like the nerdy woo crap. But it's so weird and real actually. Um, I notice this in all aspects of my life, right? When I come home at night, usually I am beat up and tired and worn out. I come up early in the morning and then I work super hard. I get home and I uh, get out of the car. I come to the door. Before I open the door, I'm always like, okay, if I come in, like, uh, my whole family's going to be depressed with me, right? They're all lower my energy level. So I sit there and I get in state and I'm like, okay, 
And I open the door. I'm like, what's up, guys? I'm home. And also my kid's like, oh, dad's And they start running in. It's this huge like, thing. It's crazy. And then the tone is set. Everyone's energy is high. And the rest of the night is amazing. Right? When I come in the office, I walk in. I realize I'm the leader of this office. And if I come in like, hey, guys, what's up? They're all going to be like, oh, what's up? And everyone's going to be like, meh. So I'm like, okay, when I come in, I have to come in here. Otherwise, everyone else is just going to be down the normal level. I have to bring people up. Okay? And so we walk in the office now. It's like, what's up, everybody? How's it going? And I'm excited. And they're like, oh. And then everyone's energy rises and the whole company grows together. Okay? So I love when Dave walks through the door. Have you guys ever noticed this? When Dave walks through the door, like, I'm at a 10. Dave's like at a 32. And it's just like, <laughs> it's like 4. He wakes up and goes to my house at 4.30 in the morning to lift weights. I sleep in an hour later. I come at 5.45 or something. I walk in. And I walk in. And I'm just like, I want to die. And I walk in. And he's like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, really good, man. Like, you've been here for an hour. Oh, and also I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel better. Like instantly we raised up. It's kind of like tuning forks. You notice if you get two tuning forks of different things, and you whack one and you whack another one, and you bring them close together, what will happen is the waves will increase and they end up going to the exact same level. Okay? So energy matters, right? The higher your energy is, the higher everyone else around you will be. On video, on audio, on, phys- on face, like everything, like energy matters a lot. Okay? So that's number two when you're making videos, like thinking about that. All right, number three. Okay, so, ah, oh, this you were like, 90% there, and I watched the whole thing, and I was so excited, and then like, oh, you missed the last piece, and I was like, oh, so good. Okay, so um, a year after that Facebook message came, you did a Facebook Live one year later to the day, mm-hmm. and he told that story on Facebook Live, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And he told the story he was talking about, and I was emotional, I'm going through the whole thing again, and like, this is so cool, this is so cool, and he told the story about the podcast, like, and this podcast is an hour long, and the thing, and then it was life changed, all this stuff. And I know that me and a whole bunch of you guys, a whole bunch of entrepreneurs listening to this story, and they're like, at bated Beth, like, this is amazing, this is amazing. And he gets to the very end, he's like, all right, guys, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Boom, clicks off. And I was like, ah. like, how can you leave me in that state? Like, I need something, like, I need something, right? So the note here is I said, make offers for everything. Okay, think about this. At the end of it, you ended, and everyone's thinking like, wait, I want to hear that episode. Like, where, where is that? How would it be? Now, imagine if you take an opportunity at the very end and says, how many of you guys like to hear that episode where Russell actually made me a personal, a personal podcast? And how many of you guys would actually like, um, like if I gave you my commentary about what I learned and why it was actually important to me? Okay, all you got to do right now is post down below and write I'm in. We'll add you to my messenger list and I'll send you that podcast along with the recording where I actually told you what this meant to me. Boom. Now all those people listening now are on his lists. Right? Or you can go opt in somewhere. But all you just said, you told the story, everything. Like we were all sitting with bated breath. And then I was just like, ah, oh. at the end, make the offer. Like, you guys want the stuff I talked about? You want the thing? You want the thing? And then there's like, you send them somewhere, and now you capture them, and now you can serve them longer term. You can do more, more things with them. It was like, hook story. Do where's my offer? Give me something. But it was awesome. Okay. How many of you guys felt that way? We listened to that thing, and you're just like, I don't even know where to find that episode. Russell got 8,000 episodes everywhere. I don't even know where to look for it. You could be like, here's the link. Like, just the link to, like, if you guys can't think of how to figure out an offer, go listen to a whole bunch of stuff. Find something amazing and be like, oh my gosh, you guys, I was listening to this Tim Ferriss podcast. He's got like 800 episodes. Everyone's like 18 hours long. They're really hard to listen to. But I found this one from like three and a half, four years ago where he taught this concept. And it was insane. It was amazing. I learned this, this, this. How many of you guys want to know what that is? Okay, um, I have the link. If you message me down below, I'll send you the link to exactly where to find that episode. Everyone will give it to you. Even like, but it's free on the internet, Russell. It doesn't matter. You know where it's at and they don't. And they will give you their contact information in exchange for you giving them a direct link to the link. Okay? Back before I had anything to like give away an opt-ins, guess what I used to do? I used to go to YouTube and I would find cool videos from famous people. Like one of my favorite ones we did is I went and I typed the YouTube, I typed in Robert, Robert Kiyosaki because he was like one of my big mentors at the time. And there's all these amazing Robert Kiyosaki videos on YouTube for free. 
tons of them, like hour-long training from Robert Kiyosaki, four-hour-long event from Robert Kiyosaki, all this stuff for free listed on YouTube. So I made a little ClickFunnels membership site. I got all the free videos. I put them inside the like, a members area. It's like tab one, Robert Kiyosaki talking about investing. Robert Kiyosaki talking about stocks. Robert Kiyosaki talking about And I just put all the videos in there. And I made a squeeze page like, hey, who wants um, a whole bunch of free Robert Kiyosaki, like my favorite Robert Kiyosaki videos? Okay. I made a little quick squeeze uh, landing page. People opted in. I gave them access to the membership site. And then I went and targeted Robert Kiyosaki's audience and built a huge list off his people. Oh, Dream 100. <laughs> Imagine if Dream 100, instead of just doing one campaign to all the people, if each person in Dream 100, you made a customized membership site with the free content right now, and be like, hey, you've listened to a lot of Grant Cardone. He's got four podcasts, 5,000 episodes. There's only four that are actually really, really good. You guys know what they are? Opt in here. I'll give you the four best episodes of all. I curated all this thing for you. Give the four best. And target Grant's audience with that. Now you got all his buyers coming into your world. All right. Is that all right? Is that good? Again. Okay. All right, number four goes ties along with this. Number four, start building a list ASAP. Okay? I don't think I've ever seen you do a call to action to get a list anywhere. Have I? No. After today's session, you're going to, like, okay, just build a list. Like, if you got nothing from this event at all, every time you do hook and stories, put them somewhere to build a list. Because that's the longevity. That's where if Zuckerberg snaps his finger and you lose all your fans and followings and friends, and all of a sudden you're like trying to rebuild over somewhere else. It won't matter because you have all those people somewhere external. And now you can message them and bring them back into whatever world you need them to be at. But that's how you build stability in the business. It's also how um, you sell it this time, you want to sell it the next time, the next time. Like the list is the key, right? Funaki Live, the first Funaki Live, it was a lot of work and we sold out 600 people in the room, right? We kept growing the list, growing the list. Next year we did 1,200. And then we did 1,500. Last year was 3,000. This year we're going to be at 5,000. Like, but we're building up the list and building the pressure and the excitement. And then when you release it, it's just like it gives you the ability to like, just to, to blow things up really, really fast. Um, okay, that was number four. Um, oh, yeah, number five. Okay, number five I wrote down is integration marketing, adding, offer, uh, adding to others' offers to build a buyer list. Okay, so this is a little sneaky tactic we used to do back in the day when I didn't have my own list. But I had a couple of skills and talents, which you do happen to have, which is nice. If you have no skills, this won't work. But if you have skills, like you're, you're, um, you're lucky. So Frank Kern used to do this as well. This is, Frank is sneaky. Um, he used to do this all the time, and I saw him doing it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's brilliant. So Frank did a one-hour presentation somewhere, and he called it um, mind control. Or, it wasn't mass control. It was, like, it was something about how to like, control the minds of your prospects through manipulation and something sneaky, right? And like, the title alone was amazing. It was a one-hour presentation he gave somewhere. And he put it on these DVDs, and what he did is he went to like Dan Kennedy, and he's like, hey, Dan, you have all of your buyers. You send this newsletter out to you every single month. Right? At the time, they had 13,000 active members. Like, these were their best buyers. He's like, this DVD I sell for like 1000 bucks. You want to give it to all your people for free? And Dan's like, sure. And all of a sudden, the next month, Dan's got, or Frank's got his best CD with his best stuff in the mailbox of the 13,000 best customers that every single person did um, uh, that Dan Kennedy's been collecting for the last 15 years. Right? So think about this, like with your skill set, look at the other people in the market, all the other Dream 100, they're doing things. And how do you create something that you can plug into their offers? Where now every single time one of those people sell a product, your face is popping up as well. Okay? It's called Integration Marketing. Uh, my first mentor, Mark Joyner, wrote a book called Integration Marketing. It's a really fast read. You can read it in an hour. Um, it'll get your mindset thinking about it. How can I integrate with what other people are always doing? Right? Because I can go make a sale and make another sale. But I was like, when we launched ClickFunnels, I was like, how, how can I figure out other people's sales processes that are already happening and somehow inject myself into all these other sales processes? That way, every single time Stephen Larson sells something or someone else, or all these people are selling something, it always somehow gets flown back to me. 
Okay? I want every product, every course, everything happening in the internet marketing world somehow have people saying my name. That's my goal. Okay? How many of you have been to other people's events and I'm not there and they say my name? It makes me so happy. I get the Instagrams from you guys. They're like, hey, so-and-so just, quote, uh, just said your name. Hey, so-and-so. And I'm like, that's so good. Right? How have I done that? I spent a lot of my life integrating into everybody's offers. Okay? Initially, when I first got started, every single person had a product. I was an interview in everyone's product. I was like, I'm looking as people are launching products. So the big product launch is coming up. I contact them. like, okay, product launch is coming up. Hey, man, is there any way I can do like a cool thing for your people? I can create this and give it to you and you can plug it in your product. And everyone's like, sure, that'd be awesome. And all of a sudden, boom, they get 5,000 new buyers came in and every single one got my thing. And they're hearing my name, hearing my voice. It's just constant integration. I think about how I met Joe Vitale. I talked about that earlier with The Greatest Showman. He, inter- he was in an interview in a course that I bought from Mark Joyner. I listened to it, fell in love with Joe Vitale, bought his stuff, gave him tons of money over the years, a whole bunch of good stuff because he was integrating that. So looking at other ways to integrate the skill set you already have into other people's marketing channels because then you're leveraging every time any of those make, any time any of these partners make a sale, you're getting, you're getting customers coming through that flow as well. Cool? Yeah. That was number five. All right, number six. Uh, I call this one Rainmaker Projects because we talked about Rainmaker during the first podcast interview. So Rainmaker Projects are, um, and I, again, my first start of my career, I did tons of these where it's like, um, I was really good at one piece, right? So for you, you're really good at video and storytelling, right? And I look out here and be like, okay, who's someone else here that's awesome? Like so-and-so is really good at making um, a product on Facebook ads, right? So it's like, okay, you're really good at Facebook ads. So I'll do the video for this course. You do the Facebook, you do the actual ad course. And then you're like awesome at doing the traffic. And you bring in four or five people, like this little Avenger team. And you create a co-branded product together. And you launch it and everyone makes a bunch of money. You split all the money, like 50-50, 50-50. That makes more than 100. <laughs> you, but you know what I'm talking about. Everyone splits the money. Everyone splits the customer list. And all of a sudden, you've all pulled your efforts, your energy, your talents together. And everyone leaves with some cash. We also leave with the customer list. And that's you start growing really, really rapidly. Okay, when I started, I didn't have a customer list. I had a very small one, but I had a couple of skill sets. And so that's where I did tons of these things. That's like, if you guys know any of my old friends, like Mike Philsame, uh, Gary Ambrose. Like I list off all the old partners I had back in the day, and that's what we did all the time, these little Rainmaker projects. We didn't call them that back in the day, but that's what it was. It was just like, all right, we all knew what our skill sets were. It's like, let's come together. Let's make a project. This isn't going to be like how we change the world. It's not going to be something we're going to scale and grow, but it's like, it's going to be a project. We put it together. We launch it, make some money. We get some customers. We get our name out in the market, and then we step away from it. We all go back to our own, our own businesses. Okay, it's not like, that's why it's funny because a lot of times people are scared of these. It's like, well, how we set up the business structure and who's going to be the owner and who's the boss and the CEO. It's like, no, 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 none of that. None of that, none of that. This is an in and out project where all the rainmakers come together and you create something amazing for a short period of time. You split the money and you go back home with the money and the, ca- and the customers. And then you, and then, but it gave you this bump in, in status, a big bump in like in customer list, a big bump in cash and like all those things kind of rise. You do enough of those, like your status keeps growing and growing and growing. It's a really fast, easy way to continue to grow. How many of you guys want to do a Rainmaker project with Nick right now? <laughs> All right. Very, very cool. All right, and I got one last. This is number seven. This one kind of ties back to Dream 100. So the last thing I talked about was, and again, this is kind of for everybody in the group, but um, is the levels of the Dream 100. I remember when I first started this process, and I first got the concept, and I didn't know it was a Dream 100 back then, but... I was looking at all the different people that were like, um, it would have been on my Dream 100 list, right? It was like, it was um, Mark Joyner, Joe Vitale, like all these people that like, for me were like the top tier, Tony Robbins, Richard Branson. I was like, oh, and I started trying to figure out how to like get into those, into those spots. And the more I tried, the, like, it was so hard to get through the gate. It was impossible to get through all these gatekeepers, these people. And I was like, man, at least people care about me. Like, I'm just a young guy trying to figure this stuff out. And they won't even respond to my, respond to my calls or my emails. Like, I can't even get through them. Like, I thought these people really cared. Okay? Now, being on the flip side of that, I didn't realize what life is actually like for that, for people like that, right? For me, it's like, I understand that 
now at a whole other level, right? We've got a million and a half people on our subscriber list. We have 68,000 customers. I got coaching programs, I got family, I got friends. It's like we have to put in barriers to, to protect yourself or else it's, it's, it's impossible. Like I felt, I can't even tell you like how bad I felt having Brent this morning. Like, can you tell everyone to like not do pictures with me? Not that I don't want to, but like, do I tell, let me tell you what actually happens typically. This is why we have to put barriers around ourselves. Here's my phone. I'll be in a room, like Funnel Hockey Live, and there'll be 3,000 people in the room. And I'm walking through, something like, oh, real quick, real quick, can I get a picture? I'm like, ah, I got to go. Like, It'll take one second. I'm like, ah, okay, fine, quick, quick, quick. And they're like, hold on. They get their phone out, and they're like, ah, um, okay, uh, all right, got it. Okay, uh, oh, crap, it's flipped around. Uh, okay, flipped around. Okay, uh, oh, actually, can't. Can you hold this? My arm's not long enough. Like, do you want to hold it? Actually, hey, hey, you, come here, come here, come here. Can you hold this? Like, just hold it, okay, and get a picture. Okay, ready? One, two, three, cheese. Boom, and they grab the camera, they're off. And for them, it took one second, right? And that person leaves, guess what's behind them? A line of like 500 people. <sighs> and then for the next like eight hours. Like the first fun hiking live. Anyone here the very first fun hiking live? I spent three and a half hours in front doing pictures with everybody. And I almost died afterwards. I was like, I can't. Like, it was, but I didn't know how to say no. And it's like super, super hard, right? And so I realized now like to protect your sanity and your like, the people up there have all sorts of gatekeepers and it's hard, right? And so the way you get through them is not being more annoying and being more like trying to get through people. The way you, you get to them is by understanding like the levels of that, right? So after trying that for a whole bunch of time, I couldn't get in. And I was like, crap, well, screw those guys. They don't like me anyway. They're like, they must be jerks. I'm sure they're just avoiding me. And like, I'm on a blacklist. And they must, like, all the thoughts that go through your head. And that time I looked around, I looked, started looking around me, right? I started looking around. I was like, hey, there's some really cool people here. And that's when I met, like, I remember Mike Filson. Mike Filson at the time had just created a product. He launched it. He had like a list of, I don't know, maybe three or 4,000 people. And, um, and I remember I created my first product, Zip Brander, and I was like all scared. I'm like, hey, Mike, I created this thing, Zip Brander. And he messed me back, dude, that's the coolest thing in the world. And a couple things. Mike didn't have a gatekeeper. It was just him. He got my email. He saw it. He's like, this is actually cool. And I'm like, cool, do I promote it? He's like, yes, I would love to promote it. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I had never made a sale online to this point, by the way, other, other than a couple little things that fell apart. But like, I never actually made a sale of my own product. Uh, Zip Brander is my very first, like my own product I ever created, right? And uh, so Mike... That cool is they sent an email to this list, and uh, it's 5,000 person list. They came over, and I had a little pop-up that came to the site and like bounced around back in the day. I had 270 people opt into my list from Mike's email to it. I think we made like eight or 10 sales, which wasn't a lot, but like 67, that was 670 bucks. I gave him half, I made 350 bucks in the email and gave 300 people on my list. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I asked Mike, I'm like, who, like, who are the other people you hang out with? Like, I don't know very many people. He's like, oh, dude, you got to meet this guy. He's awesome. And he brought me to someone else. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then Mike's like, dude, I promoted ZipRander. It was awesome. You should promote it. And then he's like, oh, cool. So he promoted ZipRander. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got another 30 or 40 people on my list. And there's a couple more sales. And then I asked him, like, who do you know? And then someone else. And, like, we started doing this thing. And all of a sudden, there's eight or ten of us who were all this level. And we all, like, started masterminding, networking, figuring things out. We cross-promoted each other. And what happened was interesting is that all of our little brands were small time started growing. They started growing. They started growing. All of a sudden, we were like at the next tier. And then when we got to the next tier, all of a sudden, like, all these new people started being aware of us and started answering our calls and new things. And Mike's like, oh my gosh, I met this guy who used to be an untouchable. And they brought him in and brought him in. All of a sudden, to the next level, and we started growing again and growing again. And next thing we know, um, four years later, I get a phone call from Tony Robbins' assistant. And like, hey, I'm sitting in a room right now. Mike Philsen, Frank Kern, Jeff Walker, all these guys are sitting in a room with Tony Robbins. He thinks that you guys are the biggest internet nerds in the world. He's obsessed with it. And he wants to know if you can meet, if you can meet you in Salt Lake in like an hour. What? Tony Robbins? Like, I've emailed him like 8,000 times. He's never responded even once. I thought he hated me. <laughs> Not that he hated me. It's that he had so many gay He had no idea who I was. But eventually you start getting value and you collectively as like a level of the Dream 100 becomes more and more powerful, right? Eventually like people notice you because you become the bigger people and each tier gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? 
And so my biggest advice for you and for everybody is to understand that, like, yes, it's good to have these huge dreams, big people, but it's like, start looking around. Like, there are so many partnerships to be had just inside this room. How many deals have you done with people in this room so far? Quite a few. Quite a, yeah, more than one, yeah, right? more than one. Like, start looking around, you guys. Like, don't always look up, up, up. I'm trying to get this thing. Like, look around and rise collectively. Man, start doing the crossings. That's how everyone starts growing together. And there will be a time where I'll be coming to you guys begging. Like, can you please look at my stuff, you guys? I have this thing called ClickFunnels. You may have heard of it. Like, can you please help me promote it? And that's what's going to happen, okay? So the level of Dream Hunter is lasting. Just don't discount that. Because so many people are, like, swinging for the fence and just hoping for this home run like I was. And it's funny because I remember eventually that people respond to me that I was trying from before. And they contacted me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then I realized, like, I thought this person hated me. I thought I was going to blacklist. I was assuming they were getting these emails like, oh, I hate this person. Russell's a scam or whatever, like in my head, right? Turns out they never saw any of them until they saw me. And then they reached out to me and the whole, the whole dynamic shifted, okay? So realizing that, kind of looking around and start building your Dream 100 list, even within this room, within the communities that you're in, because there's power in that. And as you grow collectively um, as a group, everyone will grow together. And um, that's, that's the magic. So that was number seven. So to recap the seven really quick. Number one, tell your story way too much to the point where you're so annoyed and so sick and tired of hearing it that everybody comes to you and then keep telling them even some more. Number two, in everything you're doing, energy matters a lot to the point of being even above what you think you're comfortable with and do that all the time. Number three, make offers for everything. Hook, story, don't leave them hanging. Give them an offer because they'll go and they will feel more completed afterwards. Number four, start building a list. Ties back to the first thing. Make the offer, get them to build their list. Start growing your list because your list is your actual business. Number five, integration marketing. Look for other people's marketing channels and how you can weave what you do into those channels so you can get free traffic from all the people who are doing stuff. Number five, create Rainmaker projects. Find really cool things to bring four or five people together, make something amazing, share the, share the cash, share the customer list. It'll elevate your status, elevate your brand, and it's really fun to do because you get to know a whole bunch of people. And number seven, um, understanding the levels of the Dream 100. Find the people at your level. Start growing with them together collectively. And as you do that, within a year, two years, three years, five years, Tony Robbins will be calling you, asking you to make his video, and it'll be amazing. Does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Russell again. And really quick, I just opened up a texting community, which means you can text me your questions. And right now, I'm spending anywhere between 10 and 30 minutes every single day answering questions um, through text message to people who are on the podcast. And so I wanted you to stop everything you're doing, pull your phone out and actually text me a message. Okay. Now the phone number you need to text is 208-231-3797. Once again, it's 208-231-3797. When you text me, just say hello. And then what's going to happen is I'll add you to my phone and then it'll send you back a message where you can add me to your phone. And then we can start having conversations. Uh, on top of that, through this texting community is where I'm going to be giving out free swag, giving away uh, free copies of my book, uh, let you know about book signings, about times I'm coming to your local area, and a whole bunch more. So I want to make sure you are on this list. On top of that, every single day I'm sending out my favorite quotes, my favorite frameworks, and things you can get for free only through my texting platform. So what you need to do right now is pull out your phone and text me at area code 208 231-3797. One more time, that's 208-231-3797. I can't wait to hear from you right now.